Happy spring, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Up Podcast. I'm Jonathan Pearson. This month, Dustin Bates is out of town doing something uh, really fun, I'm sure, and so he's left me in charge of this thing, and so I have brought a special guest with us today. It's somebody who uh, I know pretty well. It's actually my brother, David Pearson. David, how you doing? Hey, good. So you're telling me I'm second string. Is that what? Is that what I'm hearing? Since um, Dustin's not there, is that how I got this? Hey, you can you can take that whichever way you want to go. <laughs> uh, anyway, David is um, a young leader himself. He is uh, an executive pastor uh, at a church in Greer, South Carolina, and so he's going to be joining us today to talk about how to rise to the top of any organization. And uh, David, one of the things that one of the reasons we kind of picked this topic today is because I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and I I said something kind of like this. I said, I believe that if you'll just be someone, a young leader, if you'll just be someone that does about 95% of what you say you'll do, then you'll rise to the top of any organization. And so I think there's this attitude in young leaders, but just in culture in general of people who kind of over promise and under deliver. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, I think it's twofold. I think it's partly a, a, uh, an issue among young leaders, but I think it's also, uh, like you said, an issue in society as a whole. It's like that whole work ethic idea um, has somehow fallen to the wayside. It's like, I'm going to give you this many hours, but once this many hours is over, I was actually telling our staff in a staff meeting this morning, our mission really is a call to the impossible. Those of us who work in the church, we actually have an impossible call. It's a call that we cannot fulfill on our own. There's sure. not enough hours. There's not enough time. And so when we remember that it's an impossible call, then that changes our reliance instead of upon ourselves, upon God. And I think when we move that reliance from ourselves to God, then it it becomes more important for us sure. to, to spend those hours in his work and give that a hundred percent towards his work. I think those of us who are working within the church or within organizations that contribute to someone's eternity somehow, I think, uh, we're, uh, held to a higher calling. Well, you know, the Bible says, let your yes be yes. And, uh, one of the things that I've noticed is just, just people in general. I mean, like if, if I'm not, if I'm not, if I know I'm not going to do something, I don't usually talk about doing it, but I've even noticed like this attitude of I'm going to talk about something and I'm going to come up with a good plan. Like we're going to have this awesome Super Bowl party together. And then the the day before the Super Bowl, you're like, oh, that was this weekend. I can't go to that. You know, not that that actually happened, but, you know, something like that. And so people are even really good at talking about doing stuff. But when it comes to that step of action, they can never kind of lift their feet and, and get going. And so right. that's kind of what's spurred this whole conversation. And so, David – I just kind of want to talk through um, four things that um, I think and that we've kind of come up with, four things of how to kind of rise to the top, how to be people of action. Um, I wrote um, in the Productive Pastor Handbook, uh, an ebook that I put out, Productive Pastor uh, Handbook, that ideas without action are just wasted epiphanies. And so if we come up with these ideas and we have these great ideas, especially as you were talking about, like in the church world, then if God's going to give us those ideas, 
we have to steward those well and actually do something with them. And so these four ideas are just kind of ways, how can we, as young people, as leaders in general, how can we be people of action and therefore kind of rise to the top of our organizations? Because it really is true. If, if we'll just do what we say, we'll be ahead of 95% of the people. So let's just dive right in. The first one that I can think of is be available. You know, I've kind of, I kind of noticed that a lot of times when something has to get done or when something difficult comes up, a lot of people aren't even available. Like you look around and you're like, we have a, we have a problem. Well, let's, let's all pitch in together to help. Well, where's so-and-so because they're not, they're not even available. They either, they didn't show up or they're not on time and they just kind of, kind of drop the ball. They kind of run from, from, from the work when it, when it actually is time to, to, to do something out of the ordinary, especially. Yeah. I think that really takes place when there's a team mentality or a lack of a team mentality. I think, yeah. Uh, if you're not operating as a team, then there's more of that tendency uh, not to show up on time, not to be prepared. A couple of weeks ago, our senior pastor was down with his back, and so he literally called me at 7 o'clock that Sunday morning and said, hey, I'm not going to be there today. I'm, I'm down. I can't move. And so at that point, I have to develop a short, short, short message and uh, call our worship team together, our staff team together, and say, all right, here's what's going on today. Let's pull together and make this happen. Well, in a scenario where those folks aren't there and they're not there on time, then that morning wouldn't have been successful. And, and what's cool about that is yesterday I received an email from a guy who uh, is trying church for the first time or was trying church for the first time a couple of weeks ago when that happened. And he's like, I'm giving church another chance. I'm giving God another chance wow. because I saw how you you guys took this situation. Your team took this. Hmm. And um, if if people can operate like that, I want to be a part of something like that. And so it began his real first steps yeah. in accepting the church again and uh, wanting to know who Jesus is and what that's all about. So team is important. And, you know, one of the things I've noticed, too, is it's almost like, especially when something like that happens, um, the people that show up and the people that actually get the job done are kind of the people that are almost have an opportunity to, or they use that as an opportunity not to hide, but to actually show what they can do. And those are the people that a lot of times are take the next step of, of leadership or get the promotion or, right. or, you know, get, get recognized because they're available. And then they actually do it, do what they said they would do. Uh, so be available. And the second one is, is be organized. You know, I've, I've heard it over and over, and um, a guy that we're going to have on the podcast soon, Brad Lominick, has actually written every post he writes to young leaders. He always talks about this. Uh, be organized, but he always says, make sure you have a way to take notes. When you walk into a meeting, you need to have a way to take notes. And the reason that that's important is because if I have a meeting with a group of people, a team of people about a project, and then they leave and they have no idea what they agreed to do, then they're going to drop the ball and they're not going to get it done. And so when it's time to put everything together and put everything together that we've done, then theirs is missing because, oh, was I supposed to do that? How many times do you get that? Right, right. That's why here we're all about systems. We make sure that there's a system in place so that things don't get dropped. So if there's a meeting, immediately tasks are assigned for folks to get those done. Because if not, the greatest ideas fall apart if there's not some sort of system in place, some sort of list, some sort of notes. Uh, great ideas, useless if it's not executed. Right. And I mean, and, you know, too, if you're not in that um, that environment, if it's outside of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a, a meeting like that, um, you know, as 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 leaders and as young leaders, it's, it's still important that, that we get those done. And we have to hold ourselves accountable, too. 
Oh yeah. Um, and yeah. so while it's okay to rely on the on the on the process, we also have to make up when the process is not there. And so it's important to important to take notes and to be organized. Uh, yeah, I think you have to develop your own process. Period. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, let, let's take for instance, um, if you're leading um, a family project, I have a, a, a little boy who will be almost two years old soon, and we're planning a birthday party for him. Well, if if I'm not going to be a person that that gets things done, um, if I, or if I'm going to be a person that doesn't get things done. I'm going to be able to keep up with what's left for the birthday party. And so right. things are going to fall to the, to the floor. And that's, that's what real leaders do. They lead in any situation that they're in. And I think that's important. So the third is be diligent. And I think David, this is, this is one that, um, that we talk about a lot, but we seldom see actually done. Um, we hear the word hustle a lot that, you know, I, I got to hustle, I got to hustle, or I just, I just hustle just to get everything done. Um, but, but really, a lot of times there's not a lot of hustling going on and there's just a lot of planning and a lot of spinning your wheels and talking to people. Um, but it's important that we're, that we're diligent, that we do what we're, what we're supposed to do and that we follow it all the way through. How many times, right. how many times do we see projects that just get half done and, and, and that's not good enough either. Right. I think that takes us back to the point that you just mentioned about being organized, taking notes, keeping a list. That's, that's how that follow through happens. I mean, the reality is, whether we're working at a church or we're working anywhere, um, there's things that have to be done along with our family lives, our social lives. All those things have to happen. And so we can't work all the time. So there has to be a way for us to follow through on work so that there's more time for those other things. And so if we're not taking notes, if we're not keeping a list, then then we're not going to have time and all we're going to do is spin wheels. And so when we talk about hustling and follow through, what I've seen in my experience is that most people don't do that because they're spinning their wheels going back and doing what should have already Mm -hmm. been done and thinking through what should have already been thought through. And then we're overworked and we're tired. Well, you probably wouldn't be if there were lists, there were notes, and then there was follow through on those things. That, that's why why it's called a process because there's a process for doing it. So if you get the front end of the process done, it's a much easier at the back end of the process because you followed it all the way through. You know, one of the things that, that I sometimes think about, and I think this goes back to your point about um, that we don't necessarily work for ourselves and that our job's bigger than we are, is um, part of this is, is doing things with excellence. I, I find that, um, you know, that, that, that real leaders and potential leaders are people that just have a character trait of excellence. And so they're not ones that necessarily have to voice that they do things with excellence because I I think that term is often overused, the excellence term. But these are the people that when they could get by with good enough, they go above. And so, you know, one of the things that I often think have to think through is when I'm doing something, let's say I do a lot of social media stuff. So let's say that I'm creating a, a graphic for Facebook. I can look at something and I can say that that relays the message. That's good enough. But sometimes there's this there's this little check in me that says, no, good enough is not good enough. You've got to go above and beyond. And I think it's it's the people that rise to the top of the organizations are the ones that have that little check in them to say, no, I've got to be diligent with this. And I've actually got to got to go above what would suffice in most people's minds. Right. You said uh, those aren't folks who necessarily voice their excellence. You made that point. I think if you're having to voice the fact that you're excellent, then you're in fact yeah. not excellent. Because I can tell your excellence through your work. I can tell your excellence by how you carry yourself, how you handle things, if you're organized, if you're available, if you're diligent. And so uh, 
for me, excellence comes in the work you do. One thing that I tell our interns when they begin interning here is I want you interning in all different areas of the church because my most valuable staff members are those who are excellent in many different areas. We're not a church that can afford to hire someone specifically to create certain graphics and someone specifically to create certain video. We all have uh, large jobs And so I need you to be able to do lots of different things. And so I need you not only to be excellent in what's in your title, but I need you to be excellent in everything you do. And I think really it comes down to a character trait. Yeah. You're either excellent or you're not. Especially when it comes to comes to church kind of kind of work, um, and and you know it's also important to make the point here for, for for the young leaders that are listening. The higher up you go in leadership, that doesn't mean that you can be less organized because you're going to have more people to do things. <laughs> no, it means uh, it means more organized. When I moved from children's ministry into executive pastor role, actually, it means that I have more people to keep up with, more follow up to keep up with. Um, Right. If you're not organized, there's there's no way you can keep up with that. And so now, not only do you have to keep up with your crap, but you have to keep up with other people's crap yeah, too. It's like exactly. you know we, we have we have a we have um, our 20th anniversary here at the church coming up, and so you know we're planning we're in the middle of planning that, and so me being where I am now, I'm passing this stuff off, but I still have to go back and, and make sure everybody's getting done what they what they have to get done. So it doesn't get any easier. If anything, it just yeah. gets a little less hands on, but you still have to. Uh, be diligent in making sure everything happens. Right. So, I, I think that's a I think that's a really good point that needs to be made. I think so many young leaders think when I become this, it'll be easier. When I become the senior pastor, when I become the executive pastor, when I'm the boss, my organization will just happen. I'll have an assistant to help me with that. It will, it's not a big deal. I'll be able to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually complete opposite is what I found. It actually you have more to do, you have more responsibility, you have to be there more often on time because people are looking to you. They need to speak with you. They need to talk to you. So everything that we're talking about today is only going to propel you on the org chart as you continue to grow in your leadership capacity. Yeah, and, and hello, there's less people to blame stuff on. <laughs> that's exactly right, yeah. Because you're the yeah. one all of a sudden getting blamed, and you're the one that's getting stuff passed off because he can <laughs> he can do something about it. Go see him. Right. Um, so anyway, be available, be organized, be diligent. And I think this last one is kind of goes along with what we were talking about, that um, diligence and excellence is a character trait. It's be trustworthy. You know, I, I remember very distinctly um, my fifth grade teacher, we had uh, this assignment in um, – Remember, we used to divide up into groups. We'd put all our desks, our four desks together, and work in groups. And uh, um, but I remember we were, had to write down something positive about everybody. And I remember everybody read in my group what was positive about me. And I remember my teacher said, "You know, Jonathan is Jonathan's trustworthy. If he says he's going to do something, he always does it." And I remember even in fifth grade, that stuck with me so much. And I I, I remember thinking then, I always want to be somebody that's trustworthy. Um, because I think it's it's one of those things, like my teacher, it's one of those things that people often form their most vivid opinion of us based off of how trustworthy we are. And so that's that's ultimately a lot of what our reputation is based on. And, and I know that you don't get to decide your reputation, but you can choose to be responsible and try to form that reputation. Um, and so I think it's important that, that, that as leaders, one of the things that we have to do is we have to be trustworthy. If you're gonna if you're gonna be a leader, you have to be a person that can be trusted with something bigger um, and, and bigger than yourself. 
Right, and every other point that you've already mentioned today is a part of being trustworthy. I mean, if you're available, you're showing up on time. I can trust that you're going to be here. When the team needs, uh, when they need you, you're going to be available. When they need you early, you're going to be here early. You're organized. You take notes. You keep lists. You make sure things happen. You're diligent. You follow through. All of those, to me, are, I guess, proof of the fact that I can trust you to do your job. Yeah. And, you know, I hear the term micromanagement a lot, um, meaning there's lots of follow-up. You have to manage uh, people really well, or, and uh, some staff get irritated with that. Well, what I found is that micromanagement or management in general is not necessary for those folks who are trustworthy yeah. because there's no need for the supervisor to manage or micromanage because they know that you're going to get the job done and, like we said earlier, a few minutes ago, not only get the job done, but get it done with excellence. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that's, that's something that, uh, especially, um, the younger generation is, is guilty of is, is blaming almost, uh, because m- many of us are still, um, not senior leaders is we're really good at blaming senior leaders of micromanaging or of hone of, of keeping us in a box. And so, you know, we, as a generation, we don't like time schedules. We don't like this. We don't like that. Well, you can, get the time schedule that you want if you prove over time that you're trustworthy and you get your stuff done when you're supposed to get it done. You got it. That's exactly right. You know, I heard Andy Stanley say one time that uh, that basically what he's discovered in his ministry is that uh, you really can't be fair to every staff member. And what he means by that is you can't be fair with what time you expect them to be in, what time you expect uh, certain things to happen. Now you're fair in your policy, but you can't treat everyone equally because sure. some people can be trusted with certain things that other people can't be trusted with. Some people need management that looks like this. Others need management that looks like that. And so you really can't be fair as an executive or a supervisor over those folks um, because you have to prove yourself trustworthy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that, and that comes with that reputation, which you can't determine, but you can, you can help shape um, and at least clear your conscience that you've done everything well. Well, David, thanks so much for joining us. Are there, is there any final thought about this? Is there anything um, you want to share um, to, to kind of wrap all this up? Just to encourage young leaders to, to be sure that you are always striving for excellence. We hear so much talk of how young people just uh, don't care. They're just flying by the seat of their pants. It's, they're lackadaisical. And I don't think that has to be true. I think that we have young leaders here who are doing an amazing job in their positions. But it really is because they're leaders. And we classify leaders as folks who have followers and folks who get things done. That's what we call leaders here at Springwell. And so it's important as a young leader, that you get things done and watch as God blesses those efforts and allows you to not only rise in the organization, but also to impact the kingdom, which is what we're doing this in the first place for. You know, I heard, we've all heard the saying, the best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The next best time is now. Um, as young leaders, now is the best time for you to start doing this stuff because as as time wears on and as senior leaders continue to retire and and, and kind of bow out and look to young leaders to give mm-hmm. stuff off to the ones that have these systems in place now uh, and the ones that are already proving themselves as leaders are going to be the ones that get more of the responsibility and uh, and get to rise to where they want to go. So It's true uh, because they're rare. 
Yeah, yeah, it is, unfortunately, um, and becoming more and more rare, it seems. But that's what this podcast is about, and you people are going to go and be awesome. Everybody have a great <laughs> month, and uh, if you have any questions or anything, please feel free to uh, to contact us. You can um, email me, jonathan at jonathanpearson.net, or um, just go to uh, jonathanpearson.net and fill out the contact form. Be happy to hear from you. Um, if you'd like to, please review the podcast. We'd love to hear some positive feedback, and uh, and we'll see you next month.